On this episode of the Command Center Podcast, we are breaking down this Seahawks matchup. Man, a lot of good football players on that offense for Seattle. And we're going to break down, is Geno Smith a one-hit wonder? And Tana knows him from when he was a little kid, so that's kind of a fun story. And we're going to talk about, don't quote me, but quote me. And Santana Moss is leaving that, leaving that segment. Make sure to check it out. Welcome to the Command Center Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson, here with Santana Moss. and. Yes. Fred Smoot, uh, and if you didn't check out the Command Center show, mm-hmm. here is your mock neck. Mock neck. Yeah, he. So I, I was wrong. Yeah, but I told you he ain't had a neck because his damn his 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 jawbone right there. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> so. mock neck, different from a turtle neck. But I also like this shirt because it makes you look like you got muscles. Uh, hey, hey, you know what? It's illegal for me to ride through Washington D.C. with my arm out the window. <laughs> you know it's a gun <laughs> law there, boy. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, speaking of Seattle. Have you ever went to the fish market in Seattle? I and never threw went. The fish? I went so so when we went in two thousand was that two thousand ten, Tanner? Yeah, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. Yeah. When we went two thousand ten, I went and visited the Starbucks. Hey, listen, I went down to the fish market. Yeah, tried to catch a fish and got hit in the eye <laughs> before the game. Black my eye before the game because I think it was like not just the fish hit me in the eye, like some of the the juice. The spikes. Some of the fins. Yeah, so I'm sitting there with a black eye trying to explain to my DB coach, Jerry Gray. He's like, son, what's wrong? You got in a fight at the restaurant? Yeah. I'm like, no, I got hit by a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, that happens. Did man. you like, because like we, you stay in downtown, right? And yeah. You just walked over there or something? No, we just caught the, listen, the one thing about me, anytime we went play somewhere, me you, and my group out. of DBs, go we finna go out and have dinner, go mm-hmm. see the city. Yeah. All right? So we went and ate uh, dinner at the, at the Needle. Oh, okay. Space yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We we ate at the need the needle. Then we were like, "Come on, man, let's go, let's go to the fish market." So we went in the fish market. And they're like, "Oh, y'all, y'all Washington players." And we like, "Yeah, can you catch this fish?" I'm like, "Yeah, I can catch anything." Well, dude, because <laughs> they're big fish, right? They're yeah, like, yeah, I'm talking about like a thirty pound fish. I'm like, man, you crazy? Y'all in here tossing fish? And see, I was somewhere probably in a room eating some Jamaican food or something. Like yeah, that. I, I didn't go nowhere. I never like leaving the hotel because I was like, because I always had to go to special teams meetings yeah. and stuff. So I was yeah, always you worried saying, that I never how you like yeah. so you don't I was, I was by the edge at all. Yeah. 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 yeah I, nah, but I remember I remember I remember the 2010 um game when we played up there man uh Anthony Armstrong man he came through with a clutch big touchdown to uh, I think put us ahead but we played the kind of game like if you go back and think about that game we stayed right there. Yeah, it was a close game. And then it was like a run play here that I remember making a key block. I remember cuz Cal got on me about the block. He was telling me you got to get that safety tunnel when you get in there if they show us this look you got to get Was that, that Cam safety. Chancellor? And I got, no, Cam wasn't there yet. Uh, he, was, he was more like the two years later. He was 2012. 2011, matter of fact, the next yeah, year, Cam. Next year. Right. But whoever it was, I didn't even have to do much. I kind of went in there, and I'm not sure if it was Royce or Halu, or was it, it was Halu. Okay. I just basically shielded the, the safety. Mm-hmm. Halu came right off my backside, man, and gone. And that gave us a first down, and then we hit Ant deep down the sideline. And I remember, I'm like, damn, we just won. So, um, But I've had a lot of memories up there, yeah. man, from... Uh, from 05 when I first got here, losing to them in the playoffs. We had beat them earlier that year at yep. home. Mm-hmm. I had 100-something plus yards in that second round playoff game, and we, we lost. But Seattle's been one of those teams, <laughs> been a thorn in our you-know-what. We always play them. Yep. Them in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Like, we got to play one of them to get to the next level of the playoffs <laughs> yeah. every year. Yeah, so let's talk about this iteration of the, of the Seattle team. Obviously, yeah. we've had a lot of our own different experiences there. You know, in 2012, we played them in the playoffs here, lost, all those types of things. But mm-hmm. this team – very, very different. Let's start high level. Let's start on the offensive side of the football. All right. Um, 
Gino. Uh, Gino, Gino yeah. Smith. So everyone's talking about how Seattle's not as good as they were last year, potentially, and there's yeah. been this regression. And to me, it all starts with Gino. Yeah. Like, he's just not taking care of the football the same way, and yeah. he's putting the ball in harm's way, and it's made it difficult for them to be efficient offensively. Yeah. Do you think he got a case of the fat rash disease? I don't. I mean, he got paid, but, like, yeah. he's a guy that – I don't know how you get fats rats when you've been, like, pseudo – like, yeah, backup. Yeah, backup for like five or six years. You know, I've always, I've always found that because Gino's a guy. He grew up in my hometown. I went to school with his mom and his dad. Um, high school. What? Yeah. So you went to school with Gino Smith's mom and dad. Yeah, yeah we yeah. in our forties. Yeah, man. So he he was a kid, man, that I watched play little league. High, his high school was called Miramar High, and they was right next door to my high school. You can't be that like, old, much older than him, can you? Man, come on. We're 45. I'm, I'm 44 40, years old, I'm 44. Man. I'm, I'm he's way 44. I'm that but much he's older. Like, how old is he? So, so Gino, he, probably 27? No, nah, he probably 30s. He's probably in his 30s now. I mean, his mom and dad probably had him when we was in, we was in high 14, school. 14, yeah. 15. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, if we yeah, was in yeah, high yeah, school, yeah, yeah. they had to have him around 16, yeah, 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 17 years old. You know what I mean? Do the math. But um, I had to throw that one in there. All you smart guys. Uh, <laughs> I've always looked at him as a gunslinger. You know, when he was in West Virginia, he was a gunslinger. Him like, and Austin? That's, that's yes, one sir. of the reasons why when he came in here, he had to mature a little bit because in the league, those windows are much smaller. And yeah. I think sitting in Seattle kind of well, going bouncing around, he grew up a lot. And then going to Seattle, being under, uh, you know, Russell and watching how that offense was, the difference between those two guys, they both gunslingers, but yeah. Russell was a guy that – he ad lib a lot more than Gino. Gino's a guy, man, you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. Yeah. And so you look at it now, I believe now that he's a starter, a lot of teams have caught up to what he does. And what they're doing now more so is having tighter, giving him tighter windows, mm-hmm. having better coverage, and getting and after him, him knowing patient. that he's not a guy that yep. can escape the pocket and do so. You know, he's not a speed guy. He's not a guy that's that, you know, agile outside the pocket. So they're forcing him to, like, okay, be an athlete or – Find that window, and yeah. and that window is not always there. He got a ton of confidence in his arm, and he's trying to make those throws. And eventually, it comes back to him even overthrowing a guy or yeah. or giving away here. Hey, that was that was damn near brilliant. I can't really say nothing about that. <laughs> that, 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 that. That was really right on no, point no. for what I was gonna say about him. Because the one thing when Gino gets in trouble is on overthrows. Yeah. Yeah. And them overthrow because he think I got the um to get it in this one dude, mm-hmm. when I have to. But like he said, he don't make a lot of off-schedule plays. Yeah. So if they ain't on schedule, yeah. now you just force him to say, how patient is Gino? Because yeah. I'm going to play deep zone and force him to dump, 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 dump. That ain't what he really want to do. Gino want to push that ball down the field. And I really think the reason they regressed a little bit to me is not Gino, it's the run game. I feel like they ran the ball, not at a higher clip last year, but just more effective. They've been pretty efficient running the football this year. When you look at the numbers, right, they got two running backs, uh, Charbonnet and, and, and um, uh, Kenneth Walker. And they both are pretty good. They're both over four yards, 4.3 yards a carry, so that's pretty solid, obviously, for them. Mm-hmm. I think, to your point, the thing that's been really surprising when you watch their offense is they take a lot of sacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is kind of in. They suck. Yeah, okay, there real. we go. Yep, yep all right. Yep. I was going to say it that way, but they're, they're, not, they're not playing that well, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They've got a lot of backups. They're, uh, Lucas, their starting right tackle, the rookie they drafted from Washington State last year, he got hurt. Yeah. They're on their backup guy. The backup guy gets hurt. There's been games this year where that the third, the, the fourth tackle yeah. is playing significant minutes for them. And yeah. he's like, and I really, just saw, I ain't even cut you. I just saw, what a dude name is from Philly? Peters. Peters, he's on the roster. He's the right tackle now. Uh, and yeah. First of all, he played last week against Baltimore. Peters yeah. played with us. He's 49 years old. Yeah, he's an old man. But uh, but I think that that's the issue that they're running into is they take a lot of sacks. Their their running backs are very very talented. Yeah, Walker yeah. and Charbonnet are excellent football players in the screen game. Like 
They're just good football players, yeah. you know? And I think the thing you mentioned, or Tana mentioned about him, or you, you mentioned about pushing the football down the field, Yeah, this offense is so predicated on pushing the ball down the field. They yeah. are looking Boom for chunks, explosive plays. And I think that's really reflected in how inefficient they've been on third down. Yeah. They are the third worst team in the NFL. Yeah. And there are some bad football teams right now yeah. in third down conversion We played percentage. one last week. Yeah. yeah, third down conversion percentage. They are terrible. They're 31.7%, which is bad. Yeah. Right? No. So basically if they don't get a big explosive play – they can't sustain they drives drive. yeah. long enough to score. And then when they get to the red zone, because their third down efficiency is so poor, they have to kick field goals. Yeah. It's it's really interesting to watch game flow for them because they, they move the ball pretty well. It's like, here's a huge play to, 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 Met, to Metcalf. Yeah. Here's a huge play to lock it underneath. Here's yeah. a... Here's uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba catching the ball and, you know, breaking a tackle and running for 20. Here's a running back screen. Here's an explosive run from the running back. And then the offense just gets into neutral. And yeah. Gino, you said he wants to sit in the pocket. Yeah. And behind that offensive line, like, there's it, just – He can't do it. And it's, it's, it's the offensive line. It's kind of what we saw earlier this year. The offensive line and the fact that the concept is so down the field, yeah. it really hurts it them. It don't match. Yes, it hurts yeah. them. Yeah, they splash play away here and there from really beating you. Yeah. That's how I, I – you know, when I'm watching it, I'm sitting there like, nothing's going on, then, bing, you yeah. got Metcalf running for a 50-yarder. Or you got bing, you got Lockett I, I, hitting I think you, Lockett is hitting you deep it's, twice. It's a little you know dangerous. No, Lockett is way more dangerous yeah. than all those guys. But yeah. I just it's crazy that it's nothing going on, and then, bomb, yeah. I'm going to hit you with a bomb, I'm going to hit you with something deep, and that gets them going. And they got a lot of good players on that side. I mean, obviously, we mentioned Lockett and DK. I think DK is – you see some of his limitations. Like, some of the stuff they were talking about when he came out. Like, obviously, he's big. He's physical. He's that 50-50 contested catch guy. He is explosive with the football in his hand. Yeah. Like, when he gets the ball running, like, good luck it's catching hard to get down. This year, they've gotten away from, like, these deep crossing routes with him where he can yeah. catch and run. Yeah. It's like straight vertical route tree, like yeah. goes, comebacks, comebacks. posts. Yeah. And I think it's really hurt his game, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. I saw his, his only catch was the only catch of the half um, last uh, game. Baltimore, right? Baltimore game was his first catch of the game was a 50-yarder when he ran a, a That was a the first route. Yeah. That was his first catch, yeah. first attempt, everything. But one of the things, it's crazy that you bring up Metcalf because – uh, and I'm going to use this in my segment um, that we got coming up. Don't okay. quote me, but quote me. Yeah, there we go. All right. Go Can't wait. Put it out there. But one of the things about Metcalf, as much as we want to sit there and talk about what he can't do, Smanka, any given moment on that field, 100%. he can destroy you. And He's I, just one of those guys. I think know? that's the frustrating thing about it for me as a fan of him and that skill set is yeah. like, why are we not doing this every game? Why yeah. are we not using him in this yeah. way? Why are we trying to hit him on a go every single but it, game? But, it, but you know what I think it is? And it's, this is something that we talk about a lot here, and there's a guy who, who knows it all too well. Quarterbacks make you, and that shows yeah. you the limitations they have in Geno. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love Geno. Yeah. Hometown kid. I'm glad to see him raise that. I'm glad to see he's finally became that guy. But even with all those intangibles he has, he just ain't enough consistent. It's not enough consistent quarterback play to – to for, for, for uh, Metcalf to yeah. be the guy he was with Russell. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, when yeah. he was with Russell, he could just do whatever he wanted to do because Russell's going to find him. He was going to ad-lib and find a way to get the ball into his quarterbacks. hands. If I want to be a good quarterback, I've always said in my head, I'm going to get it to my best. But you know what, man? <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about design of that play. It's all about the progression of that those routes. And half of the time, those quarterbacks, a lot of the quarterbacks don't have the kahunas 
to go outside of what the coach is called. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like Mark Brunel, going outside that. Uh, Mark don't care. I'm yeah. going at you. Ten, uh, Benny Testaverde, I'm going outside. Jason Campbell? No, I ain't going to do Jason that. Jason Campbell, boy, I ain't see nothing. You right. You ain't see nothing. <laughs> but that was my guy. But still, like, um, who else the guy we had here? I like uh, Logan. Not Logan. Um, Todd. Todd, uh, uh, Todd, Collins, Todd Collins. The chief. Todd Collins going to go to the old guy. So you yeah. have... Some of these guys who I'm calling them, they was they was they were seasoned, they was lathered, they was yeah. veterans, but they was guys that understood, man, this guy gonna make me. So I'm gonna go to this guy. Yeah. And some of these quarterbacks get a little caught up into who they are more so than the guys they have that's really that guy. Mm-hmm. But that's why I always look at other people's offenses and say, man, that's what's only that's the only thing that I was kind of like lacking. I didn't have a team where I could just be the guy. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know. Just to speed things up, man, that's what I'm thinking that's what's going on with Metcalf. I think Metcalf can be more, the Metcalf that we saw before. It's just the Gino quarterback, the quarterback play yeah. ain't, ain't up to par. With yep. So we haven't really talked about the, the defense yet for Seattle. Yeah. We'll hold off on that for one second. I want to just ask this question because I think it's really interesting. So who has the better receiver group, do you think? Is it Seattle? Is it Washington? Because I look at this depth chart for Seattle and I'm like – Holy cow, man. They got Metcalf. They got Lockett. They got Jackson Smith and Jigba. And Jigba. They got Jake Bobo, that kid from UCLA. I, oh, I like him. He's scored, no, scored two touchdowns. I He's like him. I like him coming out of college. Yeah. So Ran a terrible 40, though. So on paper, 40. on paper, we look explosive. We look dynamic coming into this season with what we have. But I will be on the record to say that um, – those guys in Seattle are a little better than us. You think so? I oh. think because of – I think it's not because of just ability. Yeah. It's just of just, – They just feel more dynamic when you Size, watch them. fit. No, it's not even a size. It's, not, not, it's just they've been here. They've been, they've been here long enough. They've done it long I enough. I what you're saying. You know, um, a locket, the guy who you don't even give enough credit to, he's out there killing your best – the oh, he'll kill you number week one. Week in and week out. Yeah. You got a Metcalf who, man, like, you just give him the, the the worst ball. You can just throw it up to him. Yeah. He's going to go across the middle. He's going to hurt your safety trying to hit him. He's going to make the play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether he run out the catch or not, he's going to make a play. And then you have this kid now that just Jackson came in. Smith and, and He's been phenomenal. So yeah. that's the thing that's scary about them. Yeah. And that's something that I like, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about later when I talk about these, you know, their matchup against our defensive backs. Because yeah. you talked about that, yeah. you know, that that's one of your matchups. That's yeah. one of your that's one of your favorites going up against uh, our DBs against their, their wide receiver. I'm scared of that, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be real with you because yeah. I know we are prone to giving, giving up, up with the big play. Explosives. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to be the team that say, we're going to make them look, think that we the Eagles that, all that, over that, again. That, I feel like that's we, how they play. They got the makeup. They yeah. might be a little, they might have one or two more guys than yeah. the Eagles have in their core. Yeah. And they can easily be that same kind of. It's, um, it's funny because when I look at these wide receiving cores, I, I, I try to just go slot, slot, slot. Our number one, Terry. Who would yeah. you rather have, Terry or DK? Yeah, it's tough. I think. But I think Locke is more their number one than DK. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna get to him, but yeah. but I would say DK is probably you know they they one eight right now. Yeah. So who would you rather have, Terry or, or, or DK? Make it for question. what we do. It's easy to say Terry, but for what the league would do? look at, they would yeah. they would pick DK All over right. Terry. All yeah, right. it'd be interesting to see DK in this offense. Yeah, yeah. 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 Number two, they number two receivers. Lock it, Jahan. A locket. Who would you rather have? Lock it. I don't even lock it. I mean, right. Jahan is great. You know, we, we, we like All his right. potential. All right. But lock it is great. Three wide receivers. All right. Would you rather have Curtis Samuels, Jackson Smith, and Digman? I'd rather have Curtis Samuels. I was going to say, Curtis might have a little more season than that kid. And, yeah. and Curtis is a little faster than him. A and I could, more, I could use Curtis in the back more. fast. So, so it's kind of like, it's a toss-up. Right yeah. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. But what I'm saying is, so if you look at it like that, then it's a toss-up. Yeah. But from just the play. I know. I know. I see so, what you're cause, saying. Because I feel like you got to understand. You got to put into – 
or a context that we're learning a new offense. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We're not – we're still gathering the information and trying to, you know, play on the same page, which I've seen a lot of progress. These guys, they out there running. They gone. You know what I mean? They love young guy. We was waiting for him to get going, and he's been, he's been making a hell of a play. So, yeah. if we can put the pressure and put, you know um, – or uh, Gino into one of those panic moments. Yeah. Then now we now they play into our hands. But if we let him have his time, it could be scary out there for our defensive backs. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like because we do, you know, we do a lot of we give up a lot of big explosive plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a big explosive play offense. Like, can we manage some of that? It's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the defense real quick. Yeah, so um, their their defense. Yeah. I think their okay. defense is interesting, right? Because it's it's not overly complicated, right? I think no, it's no. pretty. They play simple and fast. Pretty straightforward. They do big pressures, and they're good at the pressures they bring. Yep. Um, they bring them in good moments, critical moments, and they're fast with them, but they're not complicated. Yep. And like you mentioned, it's cover two, it's cover, cover three, three, it's yep. man. Mm-hmm. It's nothing crazy. Yep. How do you think Sam matches up against this group? He seems to play well against defenses that play straightforward, but yep. I will say this coverage group in the back end plays fast plays fast and he's gonna think about it he has to find 33 he has to find jamal adams i think think he's the cog that makes this defense go because as good as he is at the safety he's better closer to the line of scrimmage that's where he makes his plays he's a sacker he's a guy that makes them play faster than they are so my thing is how fast can sam find 33 yeah Yeah. find 33 they're gonna they're gonna help you play you got Witherspoon that's in the nickel, and he's excelling yeah. at the nickel. Yeah. Tariq Woodland, the wide receiver, I mean the cornerback, he's having a down year, but yeah. he, he has the ability to make any plays yeah. at any time. Physically my, very my gifted. My thing is, can you make these linebackers make plays in space? Bingo. You think Bingo. so? So, look, watch the game. Trey Woodland jump off the page. Um, Witherspoon. The that, Trey Brown, Woodland, and Witherspoon. Those yeah. three yeah. DBs are first. The, those are the three DBs that I see. I said, ooh. It's going to be interesting. If we protect for Sam, now we get to see our receivers go mm-hmm. up against, I believe, top-tier cornerback play. Yeah. Then you got th- thought about it. You got 33 and you Jamal got Diggs back yeah. there. So yeah. they hold secondary. Yeah. Got names. You yeah. know what I mean? If you want to just talk about names, they got the names. names. Yeah. Yeah. Can we go up against them? But the one thing that I saw that's to me that made me say, oh, I like this matchup because when you talk about the blisses and you talk about 33 playing up close yeah. to the line of scrimmage, yeah. every time they brought five or six men, <laughs> last week, for some odd reason, the tight end, Mark Andrews, is wide, wide open, open. Yeah. by uh-huh. himself. It's, so, it's, Logan Thomas, if yeah. you're not chopping at the bitch right now and saying, give me, show me one of these looks, just give me one of these looks, and I'm hoping that Sam's seeing it too, and which they yeah. are because they yeah. watch the film just like yeah. us. Yeah. I was sitting there saying to myself, hold on, let me wind this again. Let me see if there was how many men came so I can just make sure that I'm not, you know, because I I try to critique the things how I see it and and speak on it how I see it, and I saw it too many times. Like, the first half, I believe Mark Andrews had six six catches going into halftime. Mm -hmm. Like, critical, key key clutch catches, you know what I mean? Because they was leaving them open at times, and they wasn't blitzing a lot. And um, so one of the the things that stood out to me just saying that, okay, their secondary is up there. They – Name for name, they can go out there and play against anybody. But the one thing they haven't been good at is stopping the run and really putting that much pressure. pressure. Yep. So the one guy to, to, who, who put a little pressure, forgot his name. Uh, Boye Mafe. Mafe, 53, number 53. There you yep. go. See, you said yeah. it. Yep. Fast off the edge. Yep. Leno got to come with it. You got to yeah. have your hard hat, your, you yeah. know, all that stuff. You know, Timberlands, all that. Bring it because he's going to come off the edge. You understand, we play this game. And they know what we susceptible to. Like, hey, these team, this team can't stop this. We're going to do it. Yeah. And that's how you have to think going into every game. But I'm just hoping 
that we can have that same energy that we had the last two weeks. Because if we can come with that kind of game plan to say, let's, let's kind of get the run game going, let's move this ball, move the pocket, and get that 12 men out of it early, we have a great fighting chance offensively. Yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing about this defense that's interesting is they do, they they are like ninth in the league in takeaways. So the yeah. interceptions, fumbles. They, they get they, the they ball get, back. They get after the football, got to protect the football. And uh, like you said, Fred, they're a very confident group. They're very ah, fast. They know, what they're, they know what they're doing, yes. right? Yes. And they're really dialed in. And I think it'll, it'll be a very interesting challenge. And they've been very productive over the last couple think, of weeks. Think about this, Logan. Who has the – I don't even know if you – who has the luxury of drafting a top five corner and, and let him play nickel? He's been great, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah, no, it's how true. many times do you see this? To me, that strikes me as a thing where it's like, this is the best player on our board. Yeah. Like, we're taking him, and yeah. we're going to find yeah. a spot for him. Yeah, yeah most definitely. But I'm just saying, five no, is when you draft you very, yeah. you very seldom see a corner just go get shoved in the inside, yeah. and, and he being, dominates. Being yeah. a top six guy, top six, top, top six pick yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, and again, like so even though they're simple, because they get a lot of turnovers – They've held really good offenses to yeah. sub like yeah. sub point totals. I think they held they, the Bengals. They've had their share of wins and losses against teams that they sh- shouldn't have or should sh- yeah. shouldn't have lost. You shouldn't have lost to a team and they shouldn't have beaten the team. So it, that's how I look at their whole schedule or mm-hmm. or record right now. Yeah. I'm like, damn, they beat that team. Yeah, they lost the, to that the team. The Ravens yeah. took them down through there yeah. Yeah. with some physicality. So if I'm Coach Eric B. Enemy, I'm thinking about running this ball they the down their they throat. Broke. Yeah. And they and they backup running back was the one that was hit so him he, for uh, his uh, first three carries. Yeah. He gashed him. I mean, he, he's no, he's Keon. a uh, Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell. He's a, he, but he's an interesting guy though. He's like a four three guy. No, he like he's Carolina small. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of small. Yeah. And, you know, compact. Yeah. yeah. Ran the ball well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other guy too got in there every time he touched the ball. Gus the bus. Gus the bus. Man, he's physical son of a gun. That's that's what that's what stood out to me is just seeing that it was a. To me, it was a balanced attack that kind of got them, you know what I mean, yeah. you know, where they was at. I think they ran the ball exceptionally well. And then with the threat of having Lamar, that's kind of always hard for a sure. team to kind of account for a quarterback that can do it. Because I saw a lot of times that he made plays that where it should have just been stopped and he kept the ball. And then, and even in the passing game, they blitzed him, 53, came yeah. off the edge, and he yeah, outran them, stiffed on them, and yeah. got 23 yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't make up for that sometimes. No, that's, just, that's just playing in the backyard, and, and that's plays that you can't draw on the paper and say, yeah. we're going to get this. That would make him so unique. Yeah, yeah but I think, I think that game's kind of an outlier for the defense. I think they've been much more consistent. So, like, when you're looking at them, think about how they played against Cleveland. It was a backup quarterback, played well against Arizona, played well against Cincinnati. And Cleveland had a good defense, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so it, the, th- and the thing, again, that has been hurting this defense quite a bit, hurt them a lot in the Baltimore game, is the offense – Turns the ball over a lot. Yeah. Geno Smith fumbles, interceptions. He's having a rough eight, go. I believe eight turnovers in the last six games. Yeah, uh, which is uh, somewhere around now, which that. is crazy. Yeah. All right, so let's get to our last segment, which I'm excited for. All right. So where are the commanders' advantages? And we're gonna do a segment with Tana, where it's don't quote me, but quote me with our very own Santana Moss. Yes, and yes. this is the first time we've done this segment, but we're gonna kind of let Tana run this show, and I can't wait to see what our guys got. I'm gonna call it a little bit. I ain't got one today. Pop your hood. Pop the hoodie, right? Yeah. So what's the first? What we got, Tanner? What's the first one here? With my don't quote me, but yeah, quote me. Yeah. Okay. Don't quote me, but quote me. And I kind of alluded to this a little earlier, man. Yeah. Del Rio, please give our guys some help in that back end. Okay. Because I'm I'm scared of these receivers. Yeah, now me we, too. we we can sit here and talk about it today, yeah. but man, trust me, if we if we allow, because one of the things people fail to realize, and I want I want to talk about it. We talk about this all year long, and we wonder why. You're wondering why we haven't seen so much, you know, or we haven't seen enough pressure from our guys up front. Because half of the time it's the guys in the back end. 
Yeah. When you got a guy here, they're free, and you're not communicating well enough, and you got those guys sitting back there, and you waiting to out, you know, uh, when they going to get there. No, the rush, is the, the, to me, the rush doesn't start up front. It starts mm-hmm. with the guys in the back end because mm-hmm. if a quarterback got to hold the ball a little longer, that, that allows your guys to get to him. Yeah. So if we want to see our guys up front, and I know Chase and those boys are gone, but I don't feel like we we got to rely on those guys to go out there and be dominant up front. We have we have enough guys, and I believe in Two Hill and uh, what you call him, James, James Hyphen, James Hyphen, yeah. James Hyphen, <laughs> and the two young guys. And I'm two studs in the middle. You know that their their offensive line, PFF grade, all under fifty. Yeah, they they move. They got musical chairs too by the offensive line, yeah, like we saw the Giants time. have a couple of weeks ago. So we have to take advantage of that. But the way you take advantage of that is in the back end, being secure. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we have a coverage on there, where there's two under, where there's four, where there's something that's going to have us play with our eyes on the quarterback to not let these guys be with their backs turned so we can have a chance at the ball or have a chance to see when he's throwing it so we won't get burned. Because I believe these, this receiver core can be lethal. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think they're all explosive. Even the running backs are explosive. Tight ends are explosive. Like Noah Fant, we didn't mention him in the top of the show. He's an explosive kind of 4-4 four, four guy, big yeah. dude, can make a lot of plays. Like their fourth receiver is extremely explosive. So a lot of stuff to be worried about here. And I think to your point, Tana, it's like can Jack find a way to create a conservative coverage structure, mm-hmm. right, that keeps everything in front of you, but yeah. also can he be varied enough and mix it up so that uh, uh, Gino can't get a beat on you? And not even that. Let's let's see a little bit what we saw last week. Get in these guys' face. Put hands on guys. Chris. I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I remember we had this little discussion, you know, right before we started the show yesterday, and I was asking you why is it that sometimes we don't we don't put hands on guys. And then we saw Forbes go out there and he put hands on everybody he lined up in front of. Mm-hmm. To me, as a playmaker, whether I'm a receiver, tight end, defensive back, I have to do. In the, I have to do what's going to be best for me individually. Yeah. So if a, a coach can tell me, Tan, I need your hands up when you're in your stance. I don't want your hands on your knees. And you know, coaches coach you up. They yeah. tell you what they want to see from you. But after that, now I go make a play. Sure. And that's overcoming coaching. Sure. So if a coach told me I want you to play a scheme a certain way, yes, I'm going to play this scheme, but now I have to play it to the ability. I have to now show that player in that scheme how I fit in this scheme. Yeah. Same way I told you guys when I was in New York. You know, Paul Hackett told me, Ten, I don't want to see you run a route like that. You ran that dig route, that is that you can't run it like that. I'm like, how? I just beat the hell out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't want to see it again. And guess what? I got in the game and ran it again, went for 80. And he threw his clipboard at me and was like, I can't coach this guy. How? Yeah. Because you have to understand, I you can coach me, but so far. Now, when I'm on the field, it's time for me to click in as that player, yeah. as that playmaker, as that different maker, and go out there and make a play. When I make a play, all that coaching go out the door. You can't tell me how to do it. All you can do is get me right, lined up, and know what I got to do. From there, I'm going to take it from there. No, I think that's it. And, um, you know, there's a lot more to talk about in this game. But I think the main thing that came out of that conversation, in my opinion, is the most important part here in this game. The deciding factor is can you limit the big plays for Seattle? Can we yep. do so? And if you can do that, I think, you're, I think you're going to be in a pretty good But on both sides. you got to limit yeah. the big plays they make on defense and limit it on Yeah, offense. limit the turnovers, really. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that's really what it comes down to. So let's, uh, let's get into game predictions. Um, Smoot, what do you got? 21-20. That's 20? how tight it's going to be. Do you think it's and be I don't know close? if it's going to be a block extra point. I don't know if it's just two field goals and not a touchdown yeah. to get that 20. Yeah. But I'm going 21, Washington, 20. So we're getting out of hair, we getting out of there by the hairs on our chinny chin chins. Yeah, you think it's a win? I think Washington? it's a win. Wow. I, I'm, what do you think, Tanner? I think it's going to be an MMA battle. Yeah. It's going to be hard fought. Um, 12 men going to try to get in it. 
we gonna make a play or two here and there to quiet them. Yeah, it's gonna be one of them kind of games. They gonna be like, damn, we was we we thought we we thought we had a little back, but these guys are really playing. And I think it's gonna be a play made on the other side. You know, either side, offensive, defense, that's gonna decide the game for us. Yeah, I can't tell you who gonna win it. Yeah. I really I really believe it's gonna be one of them hard fought games. This might be our toughest opponent, yeah. especially just because of what they're. Their home stadium does sure. for everybody. Everybody got to be dialed in. I'm yeah. pretty sure right now. I'm, I'm surprised I ain't been hearing no music, but the day is the first day, yeah. so we'll see. But man, on the field, they need to have loud noise yeah. going. We need to be able to have silent cadence, all that stuff. Defensively, how you check your hand signals, do all that because it gets so loud in there. Oh, I know. Man, I at one time I was just like, scrap that. This I'm just gonna run. I was just telling the telling the quarterback, I'm running curl. I'm running comeback. Like you, you got to be yeah. able to just know what's going on. Because that 12 man can play a huge role. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think it will be close. And the thing to me I keep going back to is, like, can our defense limit explosive plays? Because, mm-hmm. like, unlike last week where Mac Jones wasn't able to connect on some of those Gino other receivers, yeah. Geno's got an ability to do that. And obviously the defensive oh, yeah. line can, can mitigate some of that. They've given up a lot of sacks. Mm-hmm. But I just look at it and I say to myself, man, like, this is the defense needs to come come with it. Yeah. I think offensively we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. As long as we don't turn the football over, you know, more than twice, I think we'll be okay. But mm-hmm. defense has to come with it. Part of me thinks Seattle's going to win this game right. just because it's a tough trip. What's your point total? Um, I'm going to say – I want to say it's going to be like 24 to 20, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so you with me. It's, it's going to be a close game. I think yeah. these teams are more evenly matched than yeah. people maybe nationally now, so think. think the, yeah. Because um, I think there are some holes offensively with yep. the Seattle offensive line, for example, yep. that are really mitigating like the effectiveness of that group. And I think Geno's turning the football over too much to yep. be like a top-tier group. Yep. But – Again, they've got some talented pieces on the offensive side of the football. That means they're they've got like a puncher's chance, right? Yeah. The, the Deontay Wilder. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. They, they they literally got a chance. And my MVP of the game is one Deron Payne. Yeah, because like, you you're waiting for that game from him, or, or even yeah. John Allen, right? Yeah, 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 this, one is guys. Yeah, this, yeah. this is it right here. Yeah, this it. But this both it. of the interior guys are. Whew, yeah, you know, that, they're, they're, one they're of them gonna, they're gonna have a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is the game right here. Yeah, so I think that's what we're looking for. Really excited for this game. Really excited because it feels like could be a statement. Good measuring stick. Yeah, really good measuring stuff. This this is a competitive team, winnable football well game. Well coached. Well coached. Really looking forward to watching this, and hopefully the commanders and it's come crazy, out too. I meant, to, I meant to say this. The D coordinator and the defensive line coaches both was on my college team. In my really? Head. Yeah, so so the defense, defensive coordinator is uh, Clinton Hurt. Uh-huh. And Damian, you, oh, I know Clinton. And, yeah. and Damian Lewis, D. Lou. Really? Played uh, D. Line D. Lou. Mm-hmm. D. Lou, he's a defensive line coach. So, yeah. so it, it'll be great just say what's to, up to him, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It'll be great just to see those guys doing what they're doing, man. It's just crazy to know that, damn, we – we that old now. Yeah. You know I mean? I got oh, no. Guys. Antonio Pierce, the head coach for the <laughs> exactly. Oakland Raiders. Exactly. All right. I mean, so, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. We are old. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, thank you guys so much for joining us on the show today. Really appreciate it. If you like this show, please make sure to check out it on the YouTube page, which you're on right now. Yeah. And like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you guys like this podcast, please make sure to check out our other podcasts. We got a ton of them. We got the Players Club with London Fletcher and Santana Moss. And this week, who you got? The old Airwolf. The old, he's the young Airwolf, man. He's the young Airwolf. That's what he is, the young. (laughs) He's older than me now. I've been nine games. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to check that out. And we got the Command Center special podcast with B. Mitch and Santana Moss live from Seattle, man. That's going to be a ton of fun. Make sure to check that out. The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guests and or hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington Commanders or any of their representatives.